Greetings, everybody. Welcome to It Pays to Fear God. This is where we learn about God, His beloved Son, Jesus Christ, and their kingdom purpose, which are the three most important subjects we can ever learn about, talk about, or discuss in the entire Holy Bible, according to John chapter 17, verse 3. Today, I've decided to just quickly talk about gratitude, the essence of gratitude. So, gratitude can be defined quite simply as being thankful, appreciating what someone has done for us, and it usually leads to returning the kindness in one way or another. For example, if you are a child and your parents have raised you up so that now you've grown and you're able to live a decent life, then you can show gratitude to your parents by looking for any opportunity to please them financially or any other way, right? We always remember what that person has done for us, and then we look for any opportunity to also return the favor or show them that same kindness. And in this video, we're just going to be casually discussing how we show gratitude to our fellow man and how we show gratitude to our Heavenly Father, God Almighty. But before we move any further, I just want to ask you a question that after you've watched this video, you can answer in the comment section below. And that question is, what is the role of the Holy Spirit in enabling us to serve God in truth and in righteousness? So generally, I want you to summarize the power of the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit can do to change our lives so that we may serve God fruitfully and in righteousness. And of course, let me not forget to tell you, don't forget to subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you will be aware when we come out with future sermons just like the one we're looking at now. Anyway, let's return to that subject, the essence of gratitude. So, let's begin by talking about how we show gratitude to our fellow man. We'll be looking at two examples here. The story of David and Mephibosheth in 2 Samuel chapter 9 from verses 1 to 13, and the story of King Joash to explain how ingratitude works. That is in 2 Chronicles chapter 22 from verses 10 to 12, and chapter 24 from verses 1 to 27. In 2 Samuel chapter 9 from verses 1 to 13, David had thought to himself and said, is there any remnant of Saul's house that I may show kindness to my friend Jonathan? Jonathan was a very good friend of David, someone who had helped him when he was in trouble. If we read for Samuel chapter 18 from verses 2 to 4, chapter 20 from verses 1 to 42, and chapter 23 in verses 16 and 17, those are places where Jonathan showed his love for David. He just loved the personality of David and the fact that God had anointed him to be king. He wasn't against it, unlike his father Saul. No, he just loved that idea. And he supported him. He gave him his armor and his sword. And anytime Saul was trying to kill him with his men, Jonathan made sure that David would have an escape route. David had to be in the wilderness a lot, which was hard for him. But if not for Jonathan... Saul certainly would have found him and would have gotten rid of him. But because of Jonathan's love for David, he was spared. And God's plan, of course, in the end, was fulfilled. In fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. And because David was someone who could show gratitude, he thought about Jonathan and said, I should show that kindness to Jonathan. 
So, if we read 2 Samuel chapter 9, we can see that Mephibosheth was one of the only remnants that was left of Saul's house. Then David said, oh, bring him, bring him. He was uh, disabled. So, they brought him and then David said, you are going to be sitting at my table for the rest of your life. So, that was a big honor back then. To eat at the king's table was... There was hardly a bigger honor or blessing in that, but he gave that to Mephibosheth because of his love and gratitude towards Jonathan. So now we're going to look at the story of King Joash. So let's first of all look at the background information. King Ahaziah was ruling until he eventually died. And then his mother, Ataliah, decided to go into power. She was already influencing Ahaziah, so... She immediately said, okay, let me now take over this place. And because queens were not really rulers, obviously it was men who were ruling, so she then wiped out the royal household so that she could be in power without any kind of opposition. However, Jehoshaphat, the sister of King Jehoram, who was the father of King Ahaziah, saved Joash, one of the sons of King Ahaziah, and made sure that Queen Ataliah did not know about it, and he was nursed and kept and preserved. And later, Jehoiada, the chief priest, got rid of Queen Ataliah, organized the people, and she was assassinated, and Joash was crowned king of Judah. So this was something Joash didn't deserve or was entitled to. No, it was by chance that Joash managed to be saved from the destruction. And... After that, after Joash was crowned king, Jehoiada then helped to essentially establish his rule. He gave him two wives and generally gave him advice on how to rule the land properly. And Jehoiada was not only blessed with long life from God Almighty, but he was also buried in the city of David and in the place of the kings, where the kings of the land were buried. It was because he did good to God and to his family, as was stated in Second Chronicles chapter 24. The only problem was, after Jehoiada died, and the evil princess then came to King Joash, Joash began to do the wrong things. He began to bring idolatry, and all the stuff God didn't like. But the worst part of it, which is what I brought the story up for, was that when Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada, had told the king, King Joash, that, you know, what you're doing here is not right. This is not what God likes. He actually ordered that Zechariah be put to death. This is the son of the very man who made him king, established him, gave him two wives, and helped him rule in righteousness. And God was pleased with Joash because of what Jehoiada had done. All of a sudden, Joash killed his very son. God did not like this uh, extreme show of ingratitude. And if you read the last verses from verses 17 to 27, we can see how it all ended. God brought the Syrians like a whip to lash the back of King Joash. It was just a small company, but it defeated the large host of Joash's army. And they left Joash wounded with many diseases. And then his own servants finished him off because they themselves also didn't like what they, what he did to the sons of Jehoiada. So this is a very good example of how ingratitude works. And we should learn from this. 
We shouldn't copy this. And by the time other people do good things for us and they need help, we just forsake them because maybe it will inconvenience it can it will inconvenience us a little bit. No. We should always remember and not forget about what other people do for us. And anytime we have an opportunity to help them, then we should also help them so that we may show our sense of gratitude, that we may show kindness to them. But of course, remember one thing, sometimes it can be a tactic. Many people, they do something good for you so that later, by the time they want to do something evil, they can say, hey, but I, I did this for you, so now join me in my wickedness. If read Proverbs chapter 1 from verses 10 to 19, King Solomon advises that we should not join the wicked in doing evil because there's no profit in the end. So, just saying. It's a common tactic among some wicked people, but don't fall into that trap. So that is basically how we show gratitude to our fellow man. We should remember the things that they do for us so that by the time they are in need, we may also show kindness. But now we'll also explore how we show gratitude to our Heavenly Father, God Almighty, because it also works with Him. So, one thing we should I should establish here is that God Almighty is so big and powerful and mighty that there's nothing that we can be entitled to from Him. There isn't really such thing as rights. That is, we are, we deserve certain things from Him. It was out of generosity that He created us in Genesis chapter 1. Because whatever we do in this world, it doesn't affect Him, according to Job chapter 35 and verses 6 and 7. If we're righteous, what givest thou Him? If we're wicked, what doest thou Him? As Job stated there. So, therefore, if He decides to do something for us, or bless us with something, or show love and mercy and forgiveness to us, then we should be grateful. Because as David said in, in Psalm chapter 130, in verses 3 and 4, If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. He was saying that we don't deserve uh, mercy and forgiveness from God Almighty. No, we're sinners, and generally the wages of sin is death, according to Romans chapter 6, verse 23. But because God Almighty showed love to us by sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins, according to 1 John chapter 4, from verses 9 to 11, that is something that we should show gratitude to God for. We should feel, in a way, indebted to God, as if God has, even though not obligated to, He has decided to sacrifice some things, his son being the biggest of that, just so that we can have a chance at inheriting eternal life. So we should show gratitude to God Almighty for that. And if you read Psalm chapter 100 and verses 3 and 4, the psalmist described how because God Almighty created us, God Almighty gave us the opportunity to live and serve him in spirit and in truth, then we should be thankful. We should enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And in that place he stated, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. And there are many other places in the Psalms, actually, that describe this idea of thanking God, showing gratitude to God Almighty. In Psalm chapter 92, verse 1, the psalmist said, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. 
In Psalms chapter 103, verse 2, the psalmist also stated, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And we'll also look at Psalms chapter 107, verse 1, which reads, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And it was also stated in the New Testament. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, St. Paul said to the people of Thessalonica, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So, this is just basic uh, things that we need to remember concerning showing gratitude to God. We should never feel like we are entitled to certain things, that we deserve certain things from God, because He's just so big that really it just doesn't work like that. And Jesus Christ had actually used a very interesting scenario in Luke chapter 17 from verses 7 to 10 to try to educate us about this idea. He said that if a master has a servant, and the master sends the servant on some errands. And then after the servant spends a long time and finishes all those errands and comes home, should the master thank him for doing all that work? Or should he say, oh, you finished the work that I've asked you to do. Now go prepare my meal so that I may eat and drink. And after I've done so, you can go eat. And then he concluded by saying, so likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which I commanded you, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that, which was our duty to do. Note that word, duty. Serving God shouldn't be something like, okay, because I have done God some kindness, then God should also show me some kindness. No, it should be that because of our gratitude to God Almighty, because we appreciate, acknowledge, and understand the deep grace and mercy that God has shown to mankind, then as appreciation for that, as gratitude for that, we then begin to serve him in spirit and in truth. Well, think about how you show gratitude to your parents if you're a child. Generally, you remember them. You consider them. You do whatever it takes to please them. You want them to be happy about you and how they have helped you in becoming a successful person. The same goes with God. We should remember him in our day-to-day -day lives. We should consider him in all our decisions. Anytime there are temptations, we should endure them. When there are afflictions because we stand for the truth, then we should endure them and not uh, forsake God and say, oh, you know, I prefer to go with the things of the world. No, we should say, because God has shown mercy to me by choosing me to be a part of his fold, then we stand for the faith. We show boldness. We show courage. We use the principles of God to live our lives and shape the way other people should see us. Some people, they only want to be seen in a way that will make them uh, be praised, that will make them feel happy. But in order to show gratitude to God, we should make it so that when people see us, they say, yes, this is a man of God. This person cares about God. And when people... Uh, persecute us and not like us because of that, then God will see that, yes, it is because this person uh, remembers what I've done for him. So now he has devoted his life to serving me and advancing my purpose. And then he'll give us more blessings. Let's remember what David said in Psalm chapter 84, verse 11. The Lord is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright. And a good example of someone who showed gratitude to God is the same King David. 
If you read 1 Chronicles chapter 17 from verses 16 to 22, he sat before God Almighty and said, Who am I that you have chosen me to be king? I was just a shepherd. I was really nothing, but you decided to elevate me. He didn't feel like he was entitled to it or that he could do anything that he wanted with it. Like, uh, you know, King Saul, who was going about, you know, disobeying God's commandments, like in 1 Samuel chapter 13 and chapter 15, where he was instructed to get rid of all the Amalekites, but he saved some because of his own personal... No, David used the kingship to please God in any way he could. For example, in 2 Samuel chapter 6, he joyfully brought the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. If you read 1 Chronicles chapter 29, from verses 2 to 5, it says that he dedicated all his resources to the construction of the temple, which his son Solomon finished, and it was glorious. David decided to use his resources for that, instead of using it to you know, produce more wine, so that he can always be you know, filled and be drunken. Or he didn't use it to make leagues with other nations, or do anything with that. No, he used it to serve God in truth and in righteousness. He remembered the fact that God chose him. Jesse had eight sons, and David was the youngest. Yet God went to the bottom to choose someone who would be king over all Israel. That was in 1 Samuel chapter 16, from verses 1 to 13. That is a typical example of gratitude to God. Then, our favorite St. Paul. He was also someone who thanked God for having put him into the ministry. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, in verses 12 and 13, he told Timothy, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry, who was before a blasphemer, and a persecutor, and injurious. But I obtained mercy, because I did it ignorantly, in unbelief. So, my friends, I think the point has been made. We should walk in the path of gratitude, always appreciating what other people and God Almighty have, have done for us so that we may live with satisfaction and not with a continuous expectation and entitlement, eventually leading to frustration. I'll conclude with what St. Paul stated in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and verses 1 and 2, because he summarized how, based on the grace God has showed to us in our time, then we should use it to do the will of God and advance his purpose. He stated, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28, in the English Standard Version, it states, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. And that, my friends, is where I'd like to stop by discussing that subject, the essence of gratitude. <laughs> Let us pray. 
Heavenly Father, we look to you for guidance, provision, and protection. Help us to overcome our challenges and show gratitude to you for your grace. We are interested in doing what is right and good. Give us the ability to do so through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Have a great day and God bless you. Oh, one more thing. If you like what you heard today, feel free to share a message at https colon double slash anchor.fm slash it pays to fear God slash message. Once again, that's https colon double slash anchor.fm slash it pays to fear God slash message. Hope to hear your wonderful feedback.